Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Well, what's going on, everybody? It's that time of the week. It's Friday. You know what that means. We're here for the SHW podcast. SHW, this is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield, alongside GB Gerard Bonner and the always lovely Diana Michelle. And guys, I got to tell you, it's been a weird week uh, coming off of the crazy wild events of last week. I've kind of, I always look forward to getting together with you guys. I always yeah. look forward to recording this episode of the podcast. But here's the thing. I've almost been dreading it a little bit just because I don't want to relive the crazy events that took place last Friday at SHW 41. It was insane to say the least. We're going to get into it here in just a bit, but how are you guys holding up? I'm in, man. I'm, I'm hanging. I'm breathing. I'm, yeah. I'm alive. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not damaged. I'm not hurt. I can't say that for everybody in a management for Southern Honor, but this 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 unpack it yeah i look i'm good i mean we're here we're uh fair fairly safe we got out sort of unscathed and uh yeah the only thing i'll say to kick things off is it seems like every month it's the wildest or craziest show we've ever had and i didn't know what could top the last one but yeah. somebody said hold my fork so yeah that's what i said hold my yeah. fork hold my beer uh yeah i yeah. don't know it, i tell you what so hold as, my ear like you know <laughs> all kinds of possibilities here as is always the case uh the week following one of our big shows we do recap the show so that is still our plan here tonight to recap shw 41 if you have not heard yet um go on our social media catch up figure out what went down it was probably I'll venture to say this was the most shocking moment in SHW history, uh, the ending of SHW 41, because I don't think anybody saw this coming except for the people that were in directly involved in what happened. But um, anyways, let's just start at the top. We'll get to all the craziness as we go. But um, this was a show going into it where we – uh, at first knew that there was going to be at least three Rumble Jack qualifier matches. Uh, it turns out we ended up having five Rumble Jack qualifier matches as the night went on, but um, a match that involved a gentleman that was already qualified started the show, and that being Nogicism, taking on the uh, newly solo and a new attitude, a new look uh, of Chip Day. So Chip Day and Nogicism starting this thing out, and I tell you what, they got the show started uh, on fire, man, because what a great match this was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, it was a hot, it was a hot match, which we expected that. I mean, Chip Day, solo or tag team, he's going to be a badass. He is. And Naja, good Lord, we talked about him multiple times on the show and, and how good he is and what he brings to the table. So them colliding, it was everything you'd want it to be and more. I totally agree. I mean, those two guys on their own are amazing competitors. And again, and I mentioned this on commentary, now that Chip has a chip on his shoulder, uh, it, it makes him even more dangerous. And I don't know that we needed Chip Day more dangerous than he already was. So uh, that made for an intriguing match. But here's the thing, Nogicism loves danger. Yeah. Like he was not intimidated. 
he continued to push forward in this match. And it really was an even match as we thought it would be, of course, until the, the end. So, yeah, yeah chip day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Naja, yeah, you're right. Naja, Chip was working on his foot or his ankle, and it looked like he was going to be in trouble there. But it was almost like you said, GB, that just – he almost thrived off of it. It almost right. fired him up even more. And right. he really amped up the offense, even with the injured leg there. But, um, yeah. It was, a, it was quite a match. It, was, it definitely started the crowd out hot and uh, was a good way to kick off the show. But, um, well, and then also at the end of the match, Chip definitely had some, uh, some intense things to say. He did not hold back. No. say that. But um, <laughs> I, apparently blaming the fans, you know, calling out the fans for what he did to Kyle, uh, blaming the yeah. fans for that. So. How was the fans' fault for what he did to Kyle? How was how – I, I don't understand. I, did, I didn't get it. Now, I mean, well, we I, all got got at the end of that match. We all got got. I got got. Yeah. But I mean, I, it's it's interesting, and I think his mindset, and I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, is you know, you could argue that the whole reason that uh, Chip and Kyle lost the tag team championships is because they ended up coming in, filling in for a team that was supposed to be there that had been gone for a year. And when they came back, SHW immediately embraced them. And so, you know, I think he might've still been carrying that from the top of the year, you know, and obviously then he got injured. Then they had to come cover for him. They lost champion. I think it was a buildup, yeah. you know, and uh, obviously there are many ways to, to kind of work out your frustrations. In this case, it just kind of boiled over. He didn't feel like having conversations. He went in. And so, you know, the crazy part is we're now seeing layers to Chip Day that we didn't know. Like the chicanery he pulled. We all felt sorry for him thinking his ankle was broken again. And I, I mean, Zach to the back for help because nobody was coming. Yeah, it was. Turned around was, and, and he's, he's fun and, and yeah. he got me. Yeah, he got me too. He got me. And, and yeah. I said it on commentary, like we should have known. You know, after yeah. what he did the month before. But the thing is, he, he got all of us, you know, yeah. including not Nadja was very hesitant because mm -hmm. at one point, you know, Chip was trying to get the referee and Nadjaism to help him out of the ring. Right. And, and Nadja, as he should have been, was was very hesitant. Was But then but he, even Nadja was calling for the ex. I mean, he, right. he, was, he got yeah. a guy too. Right. Yeah. So uh, he got us all. But then it happened. And then I thought, of course, we should have known. And then you saw the result. But, um, that does not, uh, you know, let's not look past the fact that Nodicism is still in the Rumble Jack. Yes. Uh, his qualifying, you know, he qualified the month before, and so he, that was not on the line. So he still is in the Rumble Jack, although now Chip Day, uh, we'll see if he ends up in the Rumble Jack as well. But he, he got a little more momentum for himself rather than Nadja going into, uh, into August. But yeah. moving down the card here, this next matchup was one that I, don't, I won't say I was necessarily looking forward to, but it definitely intrigued me because we wondered – what was going to happen when two tag team partners were forced to face each other, that being Sauronaro and Dylan James. And, of course, Brooklyn had scheduled that match the month before, you know, just to get under Dylan's skin, going to make him face his own tag team partner. Now, we'll get to what ended up happening at the end of the show, but at this point in the show, you know, you're kind of feeling for both guys. Like, well, what's going to happen? What ended up happening was a little finger poke of doom action kind of, where Sal just laid down, Dylan went, got the quick pin. Brooklyn, of course, comes out, says, no, no, no. That's not how it's going down. In fact, 
Now this is a Rumble Jack qualifying match, and you have a special guest referee two seconds later after a very quick wardrobe change, perhaps mm-hmm. her fastest wardrobe change of all time. She Facts. comes out wearing a referee shirt and is the special guest ref, forcing them to have to actually fight because now a shot at the Rumble Jack is on the line. And uh, what? Uh, and they, it was actually a pretty good matchup, but it was insane because Brooklyn, we weren't sure what kind of mind game she was trying to play because she wasn't making a count. Every time there was a pinfall, she would go to count. There would be very slow count. She'd pretend to break a nail or whatever the case may be. And it, it, it was just a wild, one of the most bizarre matches I think I've ever called. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Oh, okay. All right. Exactly. I didn't, I wasn't sure that she was going to be the guest referee. I knew she had referee experience, but that just put the little cherry on top for her. She was able to, to make them do pretty much what she wanted them to do. She would not count them out. Kate would not do the pinfall because she wanted them to fight more. She wanted them to be serious about it. They got frustrated. They took their frustrations out on each other because of it. Screaming at her did nothing for them because she just made it worse for them. So yeah. it was exactly what I expected out of Brooklyn. Exactly. Yeah, well, I, I, I think I'm still learning about Brooklyn and uh, the things that I'm learning, uh, again, layer on layer on layer. And, you know, just when you thought, okay, wow, that was really twisted what she thought about it in terms of, you know, crazy things in terms of putting people in weird matches, et cetera, et cetera. Now she decides, okay. And it's funny, we'd even talked in the pre-show, like, would she possibly make this some sort of weird, hardcore match? I never imagined she'd make herself the referee. Yeah. And in so doing, you know, it was, it was wild. I mean, what do you do when you try to pin your opponent and the referee doesn't count? You get frustrated. You get frustrated. And you can't hit the referee or you'd be disqualified. Exactly. So you have to take it out on your opponent, which is she, your partner. She it's played brilliant. that like a fiddle. It, mm-hmm. was, it was absolutely brilliant. Is absolutely brilliant. And I think I, we even said on commentary, I said, we'll be here all night at this rate because mm-hmm. she just wasn't counting. I, right. I didn't know what was going to happen. And Make you, you think if somebody were to take off out of the ring, would she do the 10 count or would she demand the five? I mean, what I don't know. What would have happened then? I mean, that could have been something. But, but then, GB, know. you brought up the point during the match that it was almost as if she was forcing Dylan to injure his partner because right. every time he'd give him the sunny driver – she was like, no, do it, do again. it again, do it again, right. or, or I'm not going to count, you know? And right. so, right. And then part of that now, again, we'll get to what happened later in the show, but part of me wonders if all of that was pre-planned or if during this match, during the match somewhere in Dylan's mind, something snapped mm. and made him do what he did later in the show. I don't know, because again, like I said, on commentary that night, what happened later in the show wasn't necessarily Dylan James. It was sunny days. And so, right. You know, it's weird trying to talk to Dylan and when you get – he's got those two sides to him and you just mm. don't want to get inside the head of Dylan James, mm-hmm. sunny days, whatever you want to call it, him, mm-hmm. whatever. It's Anyways, but uh, uh, Sal ended up winning that match after uh, – let's see. Who gave the low blow? Was I guess uh, – uh, help me out here. Brooklyn. It was, it was Brooklyn who gave the low blow. Yeah. The low blow to Dylan and mm-hmm. that caused Sal to get the pin. And then all of a sudden there was she a fast count. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. It wasn't just any count. It was a, you know, yeah. quick. Yeah. Just, uh, so that wow. was bizarre. So then all of a sudden, she what she tell Dylan? She said, just do what I say and it'll all be and over. All this will be you, over. You know what you have to do to make it mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she said, and by the way, Sal, you're in the Rumble Jack. So Sal, now qualified for the Rumble Jack. We know that for a fact. 
But mm. um, before we get to the chaos that happened at the end, we still got the rest of the matches to get through. The next one was our SHW Tag Team Championship matchup, which uh, we were very much looking forward to because you had the reigning 2021 Tag Team of the Year in Exotic Youth taking on who I think should have been the Tag Team of the Year, and they are the current SHW Tag Team Champs All-Star Special. So we had the combination this time of uh, Bryce Cannon, Cornelius Pepperbottom, and, of course, taking on Huck and Hansen. Um, great matchup, I thought. And uh, I think Exotic Youth definitely showed why they belong in that picture of the uh, top teams in Georgia. So, um, of course, All-Star retained the titles. But it was a great night, great match. And I will tell you, I was very excited and very got a big kick out of uh, Huck coming out in the cowboy hat to uh, Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm, y'all know I have a thing. Me and me and Bryce have a tip. I never noticed. What are you talking about? I mean, <laughs> it's not a secret. I think everybody in Georgia realizes that we do. I don't really know why or how it started, but well, he started. With that I think. Set aside. I'm going to give them their roses. They know what they're doing in the ring. Their their coordination, their teamwork, their their um. I guess the, the way they work together, the way they know where the other one is going to be and what they're going to be doing, it, it's great. I mean, they've been working at it. They're perfecting their craft. They're, they're a great tag team, no matter what combination you put of exotic youth in the ring. They were showing that they were very familiar with Huck and Hickson. They knew what was coming. They knew what to expect. I mean, it's no secret that they are not, you know, they know who they are. They know what's going on with them. Um, but powerhouse Huck. Ooh, woo, enhancing. Ooh, woo, you know, I mean, there was no <laughs> way they were going to drop those titles to exotic pu- pu- youth. Was it? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> there was no way. So, ended up like a thought. Uh, you know, Diana's thought process of exotic youth reminds me of way back in the day when Jesse the Body Ventura would commentate on anything surrounding Hulk Hogan. He'd call him Puke Hogan. Um, like, it's just, <laughs> oh, it, it just takes you back there. It's wonderful. Um, I, 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 this match was really, really intriguing to me. Like yes. we mentioned, you know, the 2021 Tag Team of the Year against who we thought should have been the 2021 Tag Team of the Year, but who happens to be the SHW Tag Champions. Right. Uh, a phenomenal match. I think, again, you know, the team of, of Pepperbottom and and uh and Bryce Cannon is not the normal pairing that people are accustomed to but they got together and their chemistry was so fantastic that it was highly conceivable that they could have walked out with the SHW Tag Team Championships um but it wasn't to be a great match a great showing for Huck and Hansen and I'll tell you this match is significant because I think we see we've seen both teams now kind of at the best of who they are, you know? And so that makes, you know, the conversation about Huck and Hanson as tag team of the year for 2022, a very real conversation that needs to be considered Uh, a phenomenal match. And I just love literally having had the opportunity to watch all-star special from their very start to right now. It's amazing to watch. I also heard, by the way, that uh, I've been given an open invitation uh, by Huck to the next uh, Canton Youth Choir rehearsal. 
<laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to that invite. We're going to let you direct it. I know you have experience. In hey, hey, I, w I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't That'd mind. Awesome. But apparently at some point it won't be anytime soon. So you know what? I was going to wait towards the end of the show to even bring this up. But, you know, while we're talking about it, it has been announced already. And it was announced at the previous show, but it, the graphic went up this week as well. The tag title match for next month. It's going to be Happy Madness against All-Star Special. And Brooklyn laid it out there that uh, Huck and Hanson will not be able to get any entrance music. So here's what I'm thinking. And I'm going to put it out here so the SHW faithful can hear this. What if the SHW faithful, they come up with a song ahead of time and do a little acapella. They just sing them to the ring. And GB, uh -huh. you can do a little choir practice ahead of time to get everybody ready. That could work. I mean, it happened with Jericho, right? It, I mean, it that sure did. Beautiful. I'm it just did. putting it out there. I'm just putting mm. it out there. So, SHW Faithful, if you're watching this, start thinking about it. You could get on the mm. SHW fan page. Yeah. Make a song. Let's all agree on something. Yes. Yes. Because like you know what? And I know I'm going to get in trouble for this because it's the new boss lady that came up with the stipulation. But you know what? I've been foot putting my foot in my mouth for the last three months at this point. So, you it do. is what it is. But I'm just saying, you can't have All-Star Special come to the ring in complete silence. It just can't happen. No, it, the people won't, won't allow it. She, no she can't shut the people down. She can't. There you go. No. There you go. What are you going to do, kick everybody out of the building? Come on. No, don't tempt her. Come don't on. tempt her. Well, anyways, I was going to bring that up at the end. But since you yeah. brought up the youth choir, and I did see yeah. where Huck put that on uh, Facebook. About, I thought that was know, awesome. Yeah, that was, pretty, that was pretty cool. So, yeah. We'll see what happens there, but a uh, great match. Uh, All-Star Special did retain the titles, and, uh, of course, they came into play a little bit later in the show, and we'll get to that. But moving down the card, we'll get to this next match, uh, the matchup that we dubbed Priest versus Priest because you had Adam mm. Priest taking on the Priest of Punishment, Judas. This, going into the show, we knew was a Rumblejack qualifier match. So, of course, that was a big stipulation there, a big opportunity on the line. And we – on the pre-show and in the weeks leading up, we talked about the size differential. We knew it was going to be a big deal, going to come into play probably. But I will tell you what, Adam Priest is like a, a little pit bull, man. He, yeah. he is just – he's got all the tools to be a huge star in mm -hmm. this business. And what a showing he put on. I think he shocked Judas. Um, I'm not sure all the fans were shocked. The fans that know him probably weren't that shocked. I'm, I've seen him a couple times, but even I was a little like, whoa. He's bringing it. I mean, he would get mm -hmm. Judas in the corner, and he's laying in those chops. And I don't think Judas knew what was hitting him at first. Like, what is this guy doing? Like, I, I don't think he was expecting it. But I thought Priest put up a heck of a fight against a yes. much larger opponent, for sure. He was taking everything Judas was dishing out. Yeah. And, yeah, he was wincing a little bit, but he was coming right back and bringing the fight. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was amazing. I mean, I don't think Judas was expecting that at all from Adam Priest because, you know, he is this big, monstrous-looking, scary guy. And, you know, Adam's coming out. He's all confident. He's just like, whatever, you're a big dude. Whatever, you know, I'm not worried about you. And and brought the fight. It was it was really, I can't say toe-to-toe because, -to -toe, I mean, how do you get toe-to-toe? -to -toe? <laughs> but Well, they were toe-to-toe, -to -toe, but they weren't they eyeball, were toe -to -toe, eyeball. But it <laughs> yeah. was more like yeah. nose-to-chest mm -hmm. or whatever. But <laughs> Right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a good fight. It I had um, I have nothing negative to say about that. I mean, I, I want to see Adam again. No, no. By the way, sorry, GB. I, we'll get to your thoughts here in a second. But before we went live here, Diana, you mentioned that something happened with Judas and you in the ring that I didn't know about until just now. 
Yeah, he came in, you know, took off his big old coat and everything and brought me that steel rod, which I examined, by the way, because he told me, this stays with you, hands it to me, and if not, if it doesn't stay with you, I'll break your neck or something like that. He threatened wow. to break mm. my neck. So, mm. yes, he is uh, come at you guys and everything. And I was always standing, yeah, I haven't messed with me. Well, I got my just desserts on that one. And mm. wow. going back to the steel rod, that thing has a spike on one end. Mm-hmm. It's almost something like you would burrow a hose in a piece of wood with like drill a hole. Man. And he's stuck in, that, in a, Cyrus's eye? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah. believe, so I saw him, we saw him hand you the, but I did not know that he said oh, that yeah. to you. And now I'm, oh, yeah. I, not that I'm going to go get in his face or anything, but I am a little frustrated about it. I can't believe he would say that to you. I, I mean, why wouldn't he? I mean, he doesn't care. He's a priest of punishment. He doesn't care. But yeah, I, guess. I definitely I, got a good look into those eyes and, and they're dark. Oof. They are. They're dark. They're dark. And, and I held on to it. Zach wanted to hold it. And I said, nah. I value my neck. You ain't holding it. It's going to be right here. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, after he came to you, then he came to us. And he came to me threatening again with the spike, telling me, you know, that I needed to tell the people what he did with that spike. And, um, yeah. As if if we hadn't been reminding everybody throughout the whole match. Correct. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And if if he comes after me, fine. But I just want to tell you, Judas, you come over and you tell us, or you tell GB more specifically, to say these certain things. We know how to do our job. We've already been saying these things. Do you have a death wish? I'm just saying. I'm Are you saying, kidding me? In the corner behind that table, but he's going to come to you. He will reach over the table and grab yes. you. I just yes. don't appreciate him questioning our us not doing our job. We know what Listen, we're doing. He can question me all he wants as long right. as it allows me to stay safe. All right, all right. But 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 with that said, I hope there's no offense taken because there's none meant by this. I am going to rename Adam Priest Adele. Okay. Because what? Adele. Adam Priest set fire to the rain in this match <laughs> against Judas. Wow. It was amazing to watch yes. him literally take, like I've never seen anybody go forward against Judas. Everybody goes backwards, everybody right. runs, but he went forward and he just chopped them down. And ch- it was incredible to watch. It was really incredible. And so I hope now that we know that Judas is in the Rumble Jack. I hope there's a way to get Adam Priest in there too, because I think Adam Priest is somebody that deserves to be in the title picture. I mean, he's incredible. It's amazing to see what he's done. But from here on in, in some places we call him, you know, uh, Adam the Stallion, but here he is Adele. (laughs) All right. You know, he's kind of like what we would always say about Carly Bravo early on when he was just coming in and filling in at the time where we said, man, I would love to see this guy on the roster full time, you know, yeah. see him every month. And Adam sure. Priest is one of those guys, in our opinion, my opinion, for sure, that definitely I would love to see coming back. He's been there, what, three times at this point, I think. Yes. I would love it. If, I would love it if he would be in the Rumble Jack and then yeah. and yeah. just continue on a regular basis. So we'll Absolutely. see. But man, what a match that was. But um, moving down the card. GB, you nailed this when we talked about it on commentary. And, of course, you've probably seen the reports that came out after the show, and they said the same thing. This was a match where it was like an older version of a, of a guy facing the younger version of himself, where you had Gunnar Miller taking on the brand-new Dave Stage, who just debuted in December of 2021 and right. made his first appearance 
this past week in SHW uh, going against Gunnar Miller. Now, Stage, Dave Stage was handpicked by Brooklyn because Brooklyn has this, you know, much like we thought with Dylan as well, trying to take out Gunnar Miller and brought in Dave Stage, who's got the look, got the talent, trained by ROH champion Jonathan Gresham. I mean, just has that pedigree. And boy, he gave Gunnar a fight. I'm not sure if Gunnar knew him that well or knew what he was getting into. But like you said, I think when he got in the ring, it was like he was looking in the mirror almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a match. It reminds me a good bit of, you know, when you're on the football field and you have your pads on, you're at training or something, and, and you're made to go up against each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I kept thinking about because it's what it looked like. To, you know, Gunnar's a football player, and I don't know if yeah. they stage play football, but they looked like they were just colliding and yeah. bouncing off each other and colliding and bouncing off each other. Yeah. And it was it was very evenly matched as far as strength. Now, um, Dave Stage's his showing was good. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a pretty good future mm-hmm. coming up. I think he's gonna be well rounded and well known soon if he's not already. Yeah. Gunner, he has something to prove. He's not let this new guy come in here, this this rookie come in here and and, and show him up. So of course, you know, he, he took him to school and that was great. It was great, but I do, I would like to see more of both of them yeah. against each other. I'd like to see it happen. And, and I forgot to mention, this was also a Rumble Jack qualifier. That's right. Yeah, yep. that's right. So, uh, yeah, definitely a big, big moment for Gunnar Miller, but an equally big moment, I think, for Dave Stage as well. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, you know, and I hope people remember this, we talk about this a lot so that it uh, stays in your memory. But the beautiful thing about SHW is you're watching the stars of today and the stars Mm -hmm. of tomorrow. You are watching the people that they will be talking about nationally and internationally. Need we remind you of who Mr. Money in the Bank is? He is a member of the SHW alumnus, the current NXT UK Tag Team Champion. Just last year was a regular part of Southern Honor Wrestling. I think you've got it. This is why we pay so much attention and we keep our eyes out for who's crushing it and who is in route. And I think Dave Stage is one of those people that you give him a year, a year and a half, two years tops, he's going to be a problem for someone. Mm-hmm. A yeah. big, big problem. And it's amazing. This is what I love about Southern Honor because you look at our roster at any given point in time, you're going to see established stars and you're going to see people who you know, you know, are going to be on a national and international platform. And that is a big deal. I like being able to say to varying folks in the internet community, oh, by the way, they were in SHW. Oh, oh, oh by the way, yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I love saying that, you know, and I think we're going to be able to say that about Dave Stage. We'll get to yeah. some other folks that we'll be saying that about as well. So this is, this is a great, this is why it makes, uh, it makes so much sense for you to make sure that on the first Fridays, you are at the action building because you want to see these things live. There's nothing like watching these people, you know, go on to other spaces and you go, holy cow, you know, mm-hmm. AC Mac. I here. remember when. Exactly. You know what I mean? AC Mac, the IWTV world champion. That's our guy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Definitely. So we get to see all of these types of things. I think Dave Stage is one of those guys. Whew. Got a bright, bright future ahead of, ahead of him. That's for sure. Absolutely. Um, and of course, Gunner did win that match. Gunner is going to the Rumble Jack. 
And uh, speaking of Rumble Jack qualifier matches, we had an impromptu matchup, which uh, I did find out was made official, and it was a Rumble Jack qualifier. Um, now, going into the night, it was supposed to be Jordan Kingsley taking on Joe Black of Contra, and we found out early in the night that Brooklyn had given Joe the night off, so it looked like Jordan Kingsley would then have the night off as well, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. But then all of a sudden, we hear Bryce Cannon's music again, and we're thinking, we already had to put up with this fool one time. Like, what in the world is he coming back out here for? <laughs> and so he comes out in Bryce Cannon fashion, grabs a microphone. He's been seeing all these Called me a hussy. Yeah, told, yeah, which he sure did. Completely ridiculous. Mm. Has no manners. None. Anyways, the kid's parents need, need to talk him to because they didn't. I'm going to talk to his father. Didn't raise him right. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> but he comes out. I guess he'd been seeing all the Rumble Jack qualifying matches and got it in his mind that, you know what, I deserve a qualifier match. So he put out an open challenge. And, well, Kingsley, who all of a sudden had the night off because Joe Black had the night off, Kingsley comes out to the delight of the whole crowd. And within like five seconds, hit him with that kick, pinned him one, two, three, shut him up real fast. Well, I say, I say, I say shut him up, but actually it just made him have the biggest hissy fit or whatever you want to call it. He started fussing and uh, like a little crybaby in the ring and just going crazy. And yeah, but uh, hey, you know what? I got a big grin out of it. I, I was fine with it. So Jordan Kingsley now qualified for the Rumble Jack. Yes. And, and I'm I, sure Diana I, I was, was very pleased. I was so pleased. It was. It just gave me such joy to stand there and watch him throw a fit like he did when his dad froze his trust fund. That was great. <laughs> that was great. That made my whole entire night. And then to just be able to say, bye. That was great. I mean, was nice. there was nothing else he can say. And, and he's talking his trash this week. Oh, my God. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come a day. But either way, <laughs> go Jordan. I'm proud of you, man. I didn't even break a sweat. Maybe it'll be a, a while before we see Bryce and his crew back at Southern Honor. God bless us all. But another qualifier. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> you know, congratulations, of course, to Jordan Kingsley. What a way to bounce back after his first loss of the year uh, at the last uh, SHW event, SHW 40 against Carly Bravo, comes back, bounces back in a big way with a win mm -hmm. and an entry into the Rumble Jack. And on the other side of things, I think Bryce Cannon must have been listening to some Busta Rhymes in the back talking about give me some more, boom, 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 give me some more, because clearly he wanted another beating, and he got Clear. one thanks to Jordan Kingsley. Clear. So, uh, yeah, shout out, and um, too bad, so sad, Bryce Cannon. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Rumble Jack qualifier matches continued to roll on as we had one more that, uh, before the night was over, and it was Carly Bravo, who we talked about a little earlier. Uh, Carly Bravo, going into this night, had a mystery opponent. We, none of us knew. We tried all of our sources throughout the I, month I, leading up to the show. I asked the cold, you have to wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody was telling us anything, and all of a sudden, some very familiar music hit. <laughs> And our jaws just dropped because we couldn't believe that he was returning. We hadn't seen him in months and months and months. It was the one and only Prince of Ashton. Petty, Ashton Starr, making his return. And, uh, oh, boy, what a match it was. And how excited. The roof almost came off the place with everybody. Yeah. With welcome back, Chance, and just going crazy for the return of the Prince of Petty. 
it was great to see Ashton back in the action building. It was great to see him back in the ring with SHW. It was great for him to, to uh, compete against Carly Bravo, who is the shining star, as you guys were saying. And he was not happy. Carly was not happy about that. He did not enjoy the fact that Ashton was coming out to be his surprise opponent. Why didn't Brooklyn tell him that? Here's, here's what I'm curious about, and, and we'll get to this here in a little bit when we talk about what happened after the main event. I'm curious, and I'll get y'all's take on it too. Was this kind of a test for Brooklyn or from Brooklyn to Carly to see what he could do? And then if he passed the test, then we saw what happened at the end of the night? Hmm. I don't know. I, because going into it, we all said, like, why is he having a mystery opponent? Why is he even having to try to qualify? Because I feel like he's earned his way already, having beaten David Ali, you know, and stuff like that. So I don't know. To me, looking back on it after the night was over, I wondered, hmm. was this a way to test Bravo from Contra's, you know, right. view? And then they'll go, okay, he's worthy. Hmm. He, beat, he beat Ashton Starr. We'll bring him in. So yeah. I don't know, because obviously we'll get to that here in a little bit. But y'all tell me y'all's thoughts. GB, what did you think of this matchup? That, well, it was a great match, for one. Um, you know, again, anytime you get two people who have spent as much time together as Bravo and Ashton Starr have, uh, it makes for an interesting space. And one of the things we talked about on commentary was, you know, Carly is used to being the surprise opponent. Right. So <laughs> would he be prepared for having a surprise opponent? The problem is you can prepare for everybody but the people you know best, you know? And I don't think he ever imagined in a million years that Ashton Starr would walk through that curtain. And so when he did, there was obvious shock on his face. And it's really hard to kind of put an impromptu plan together when you're fighting someone that was once your brother in arms. And he even mm -hmm. tried to embrace him. And Ashton was like, talk to the hand. So, you know, it got to be very, very interesting. But here's what's more interesting. Now the resume of Carly Bravo doesn't just say, I beat two former members of Overkill. It mm -hmm. says, I beat two former SHW champions. That's a game changer. And when you look at a, an Ashton Starr, Ashton Starr is only one of two that can actually say they held the SHW championship and the SHW tag team championship. So that's rarefied air. Couple that with David Ali having the longest reign as an SHW champion. Carly Bravo has accomplished an awful lot in the last three months. Yeah. An awful lot. Yeah. And so you've got to now sit back when you're talking about, you know, now he's qualified for the Rumble Jack. There's a lot of folks who would love to have the resume that Carly Bravo has right now. And he's done this in under two years. Mm -hmm. The future is extremely bright and it might not be long before Mr. Bravo has some gold around his waist. Well, he's in the rumble Jack after winning that matchup. So the next step there, win the rumble Jack, get your title shot. And mm -hmm. there you go. Now here's what's interesting. If, Cruel, who has the title currently, mm -hmm. is still the champion in at that point, mm -hmm. and Carly wins, and Carly has to face Cruel. Well, Carly at the end of the night appeared to be part of that group. I don't know. It's gonna be gonna get well, real interesting. Let's real also fast. think about this. Like, I don't know if you know. Remember, Brooklyn is making the rules now, 
So True. she could easily change the rules about what happens with the Rumble Jack. But the other thing is, if Carly Bravo wins the Rumble Jack, quite frankly, I think however you look at it, things still stay in contra. They're all happy. True. True. Mm -mm. I don't think so. Hmm. If it stays in contra, I don't think Brooklyn's going to be happy without Cruel having the title. Hmm. What would be the point of doing everything she's doing if somebody else... We can easily walk away from Contra with the gold. Just walk away and do their own thing. Hmm. But with Cruel under her control, and he's under her control, if he doesn't have the title, what does she have? Hmm. So many different ways that this could go, uh, and it, we'll find out in the coming months here. But let's get to the main event. Of course, we've already kind of spoiled it for you, but if you, you've probably already seen all the results <laughs> online anyway. But let's get to what happened in the title match. Um, and more specifically, what happened after the title match, which changed the uh, face of Southern Honor Wrestling as we know it, uh, as if it hadn't been changed enough already up to this point, um, the unthinkable happened. But going into the match, it was Owen Knight, the former champion, finally getting his rematch at the title that I feel like he unjustly lost to yes. the Heathen Cruel a couple of months ago. Yes. So we get this title match. Uh, it's a fairly even matchup for the most part. There's a point where the ref gets taken out. Another ref comes in. Brooklyn comes in. Well, she's still wearing the ref shirt she had on earlier. Uh, it got real screwy there towards the end. Needless to say, Cruel retained the title, and that's when, uh, well, all hell broke loose. And uh, I'll let you guys give your thoughts on kind of the match, and then we'll talk about what happened after the match. But um, for, for a title match, it had all the buildup we wanted. It, it had the, the, the makings of a great main event match, and I thought it was good up until the end, but what'd you guys think? Yeah, Owen, Owen held his own. We all knew he would. He wants his title back, he wanted it back. Um, but honestly, sitting here trying to remember anything about the match after what happened yeah. after the match, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble recalling. Understand, understandably I'm so. Trouble. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, it's just, it's like it's washed away once again by the, the controversy and the shocking events that happened after the match. I mean, God bless Owen. God bless him, Jesus Lord. But I don't remember. What happened after, it was just it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm in shock still. Yeah, yeah, it was certainly shocking. Uh, Owen put up an amazing fight. And one of the things that I was so intrigued by was it was eerie seeing cruel there by himself right you know i actually I, got to announce both of them in brooklyn I, I didn't know what was going on it was yeah. so odd usually uh brooklyn would be there you know joe would have been there but joe got the night off so it was interesting and so it seemed like it would be a fair fight one-on-one -on -one. and in a fair fight obviously the former champion owen knight held his own and was extremely close to winning this match in fact he had crew pinned right. when the ref got knocked out and all of a sudden, you know, now we see Brooklyn and all sorts of chicanery begins to happen. And uh, Cruel ends up retaining the championship in just the craziest of ways. And again, Owen does not get a fair fight. And, uh, and then it got crazy. And then indeed, uh, Carly Bravo makes his way to the ring and, uh, not just Carly Bravo, but Carly Bravo and the Contra flag. 
makes their way to the ring and he gets in and then Owen's outnumbered. He's getting beat down. You had Gunnar Miller come in, try to make the save, but still mm -hmm. the numbers game was too much. Then uh, you have all-star special make their way out and you think, okay. With yeah. happy madness. Mm -hmm. uh, well, before, With, yeah, but before, came out happy, together. no, before happy madness, it was all-star special. And you're thinking, oh good. The Calvary's arrived. Lights right. go out, come back on. Oh, there's happy madness. Right there. Mm -hmm. You yeah. think they're aligned with All Star Special, and all you think all is well. All right, SHW is overpowering Contra slash Southern mm -hmm. Dishonor, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And then the unthinkable happened, and that's when Happy Madness attacked uh, All Star Special from behind. Mm -hmm. And then we slowly started to realize what was taking place in front of us, which was the fact that not only Carly Bravo. But also, Sunny Days, keep in mind Sunny Days, not necessarily Dylan James, Sunny Days and Sal Renaro, the team of Happy Madness, along with Carly Bravo, as I said, seemed to align themselves with Contra. And it was the most insane thing ever. So you have the Southern Honor guys getting beaten down by the group made up of Contra, Happy Madness, and Carly Bravo. Um, and it was quite a turn of events that the whole crowd was just stunned to see and not only that then uh they make their way back up to the stage and, and gary comes out gets in the face of sunny days sal renara hits a low blow sunny days hits the headbutt to the chest they take out gary lamb the show ends with the contra unit on stage you know holding up that contra flag it was insane i, I i'm still baffled as to what in the world went down of course sunny would go on and you saw his Facebook post earlier this week kind of explaining his actions. But still, I'm like, come on. Like, they, this was your company. You're joining the people that took your company from you. I don't – I just – I don't know if I'll ever understand. It was crazy. What is it? If you can't beat them, join them? Is that what we're working with now? That's what it looked like, apparently. I mean, did he even put up a fight, really? I don't think so. I think he just gave in. I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in Dylan James. Obviously, the monster in him is stronger than the man in him, right? It appears. Obviously, it that's the case. I mean, Brooklyn wanted the monster to come out because that's what it was going to take for the pain to stop, for everything that she was doing to Dylan to stop. She wanted Sonny back. And now you have Cruel, a.k.a. Logan Creed, back with Sunny Days, with Crazy Sal, and God forbid, Crazy Carly. I'm sorry, he is. Love him to death, but dude gets crazy hey, in the ring. Honestly, that, after after this happened, I, I thought back to what you had said. And I thought, well, you kind of called it a couple months ago. Crazy. And then Joe Black, who's unstoppable. Yeah. Now what? Now what? What do we do? I mean, I still have faith in, in All Star Special, Gunner, um, Owen, you know, whatever Gary's got up his sleeve, you know, who else we got back here that we can bring together, rally the troops, for God's sakes. Can we get some people back? Can we get AC back? Oh, my God. Well, you know, I touched, on, I touched on earlier that she made the tag team title match announcement. So it's going to be right. Happy Madness against All-Star Special. The thing I forgot to tell you was she also announced that Owen will enter the Rumble Jacket number two and Gunner will right enter the Rumble Jacket and number one. Mm -hmm. she's doing everything she can to put roadblock after roadblock in front of those guys to prevent them from getting back to the shw title right i think you she's know. afraid that gunner's gonna be the one finally that's what, what he's i brought think to do. 
Well, she's afraid of Gunnar and Owen, clearly. Yeah. You know, uh, Owen has been such a big threat uh, going back to what he did, you know, last month, uh, you know, interfering in that title match and then coming back and getting his job back by pinning Cruel, you know, um, such a big moment. Um, what's amazing to me as I thought about this, and some might think this is hyperbole, but I, I don't think it is. The only moment that I can recall that was as shocking as what happened last Friday was what happened, uh, strangely enough, in July in 1996 when Hulk Hogan becomes the third man and we have the formation of the NWO. I never would have imagined in a million years that Dylan, Sonny, you know, would make a move like this. Like, this is... It's it's shocking. I mean, he spent almost, you know, the better part of this year in this fight embroiled with with cruel. I mean, like, is it that lonely at the top that you can only trust the monster that's your friend? I mean, I I don't know. You know, the other things I don't know is how bad he's been tortured by not having his company. You know, like, obviously, we have a show once a month, but he's got to live with that every day. You know, he's got to live with the idea that he was kind of creating the magic, and now he is under the thumb of somebody else who gets to create the magic. You know, when you lose your baby, you lose the thing that is dearest to you, it takes you to a strange place. I thought that Dylan Sonny was stronger than that, but... I, you know, it, it's that type of thing. And so it's, it was so much to process in one moment. You know, on one hand, it was, wait, why is Happy Madness doing this? And then it was trying to understand, are they aligning with Contra right now? Are they their own separate entity? Carly joining? I, I mean, and, and literally in a 15 to 30 minute span, this thing that was contra that shocked us just a couple of months ago in its formation has now gotten deeper, wider. Doubled in size. Doubled in size, almost tripled in size. Yeah. This, this is, and I mean, again, this tandem of Cruel, Joe Black, Carly Bravo, Happy Madness, this is problematic, folks. I, yeah. I don't know that we have seen a force this talented, this strong, and potentially this deadly in SHW ever. Yeah. And this could create a major issue going forward. Yeah. I, all I can tell you guys is you've got to show up to the next show because we don't have any idea what's going to happen. We know all we do know for sure is that it's going to be unpredictable. Uh, mm -hmm. SHW is always unpredictable. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to show up, and it's just insane. And what we do know is August 5th is the Rumble Jack. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be uh, talking about that a little more. Uh, I'm sure more entrants will be announced. Keep uh, up with our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as we make announcements uh, throughout the next couple of weeks. Um, in fact, maybe I was talking uh, back uh, to some management earlier that maybe the week leading up to the Rumble Jack, we, maybe we do kind of a highlight show. Maybe the three of us can kind of talk about some of the highlights and go back and look at some of the big moments from previous Rumble Jacks or something. I think that kind of yeah. would be a cool That's idea. Awesome. 
yeah. uh, going into the uh, the big Rumble Jack, the fourth annual. I can't believe it's the fourth annual. Wow. Uh, it's insane. And of course, we're coming up on the fourth anniversary here before too long. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving right along in the year. We're already halfway through 2022, which is crazy to me. But mm-hmm. um, what an insane night it was. If you haven't seen it, be sure to check it out on IWTV once it drops. And yeah. um, if you haven't seen it, go on social media. We have posted clips uh, from throughout the night. Uh, some of the clips show what happened at the end. We posted pictures and stuff like that. So um, see for yourself. You can hear it in our voices if you watch the clips. We are completely shocked, just like everybody else were uh, was. And, I mean, it was just one of those nights. I said at the top of the show here tonight, I think this would go down as the most, the single – and there have been a lot of shocking moments in yes. the three and a half to four years that we've been uh, in business. But I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion, this is the most shocking uh, thing to ever happen in Southern Honor Wrestling. And mm-hmm. – I'm still, yeah, still in disbelief. But um, I have to keep pinching myself throughout the week. Like, wait, did this really happen on Friday? Yeah, it's like it's like a breakup or a heartbreak. Yeah, it is. And you don't want to be mad about it because people do their own thing. But at the same time, it hurts. And and you kind of feel hopeless, but you want to be hopeful and you want to see what's coming next. And I have faith in our our general manager, and I know he's got. I know he's got something up his sleeve or he's working on something. He's not going to probably say anything about it. He's just that kind of guy. He's going to stay quiet. I I have faith that something's coming out of it. Gary's going to get something going. Oh, Gary, hopefully I got, mm, you know. Well, let's hope something happens because with Dylan or Sonny turning to the dark side, there's no telling – what's next like i said and i i just don't know but huh, gb any final thoughts before we wrap this up well one of my final thoughts is i want to give a big shout out to a gentleman named marcellus Thank aka you. impact visuals yes who was the mystery guy who came out with uh owen knight last month jumped the guardrail you know and started capturing footage well he got started Amazing. early at SHW 41, and he has produced some incredible footage, yes. incredible content, uh, and even made us look like even cooler than we are. Man. So, you know, it's, possible? it's, I mean, he, he's that guy. And so you can certainly follow our social media channels, certainly follow the uh, SHW uh, pod and uh, Southern Honor Wrestling channels because you can get to see some of his work as yeah. well. Um, he is he's killing it and uh, Great seems like he's a part say. of the team and I'm yeah. I'm here for it. Definitely, definitely here for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to all the production team and everybody. Absolutely. Else behind yeah. the production yeah. team ever. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody behind the scenes. And uh, so that's the thing. We're such a, a tight-knit family and behind the scenes. Every, that's why I'm nervous about what in the world's happening with this Contra takeover. And we don't none of us really know what to expect or know what to think of it. So we're just all, we're nervous. You know, we're this whole past month, we've been kind of walking on eggshells and that's why I'll be honest. That's why I get to the point where I start spouting off in the mouth because I'm so frustrated. Say you're not walking too softly on the eggshells. And here's the thing. No, I've been putting my foot in my mouth the last two months. And if I'm not here next week, then it's up to you guys to run the show and keep it going. Hopefully I'll be here with you. Oh, we'll boy. see because I know certain people are watching, but it is what it is at this point. I'm just so fed up with all the chaos. It's like, come on, really? Let's just get back to good old Southern. Wrestling. Wrestling. 
<sighs> anyway, yes, I'm yes. getting fat. I'm getting fired up. We need to wrap things up. I don't want to <laughs> go off the rails here at the end, but I don't know. Don't pop a blood vessel in your face. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> Anyways, we will. Uh, hope I know y'all will. Hopefully, I'll see you guys next week as well. But we hope to be back with more of the SHW podcast next Friday. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. <laughs>